Hi. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Record- A recording is in process. <laughs> Hello. Uh, this is Three Funny Ladies. That's Joe Bailey. That's Susan Jacobs. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I uh, don't know why I did that. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, my goodness. Just fantastic. How are you? I'm great. You know, it's winter again on May oh, what 28th. The f- Fuck. The other day was 90. Today it's 40 something, 45. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's fun. It's great. It's good. Well, that's Michigan for you. If you like the weather, wait around. It'll change in five (laughs) minutes. I said that all wrong. I fucked it all up. Just ask Tim Allen. He knows. He knows all about it. Just ask Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tough acting, ten (laughs) acting. What's up? What's exciting? What's new? Um, I went to the movies last night. What? For the first and time in a year and a half, that's thereabouts. nuts. Oh, and what did you see? We saw A Quiet Place Part the Second. Part the Second. Yes. And how was that? You know, I did not like the first one, and I did not like the second oh. one any better. So <laughs> I just, a friend of ours, uh, her... Well, she and her mother rented the whole theater out. Nice. So there were only 20 of us in there and everybody was vaccinated. So, and I just really wanted to get back to a movie. Yeah. And yeah. I, it was fun going with Joe. Joe. Lovely having popcorn again. Ugh. Ugh. And uh, so it was good. Wait. The experience was great. And the movie was short. So, you know, it all kind of worked all out. All right. We are going to see Cruella on Monday. And how are you feeling about that? I'm super fucking excited. Now, are you planning on... you got your tickets already. Have the tickets already. So you know where you're sitting. Uh, yes. And so the way... Because we always go to Imagen. Ah, okay. Uh, Le Imagen. Uh, you know, that super exclusive um, French cinema. Yes, I know well. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can pick your seats. And it did say that uh, they are doing social distancing. So some seats might be, you know, once people buy their seats, then they X off a certain number of seats. And there were no seats X off. We were the first people to buy tickets for our showtime on Monday. So we might be the only ones in there. We'll see. Yeah, I wonder, because I did not wear my mask at all during the show. I almost said performance. Uh And it felt okay. But I think... You know, I'm going to be honest, like this whole uh, CDC thing with not having to wear masks anymore has just made me feel in my mind like, woohoo, the threat is over and everything is back to normal. So I don't know, even if it had not been a private screening, I don't know that I would have worn my mask because I feel pretty Um, comfortable out. I do as well. I, um, I went to get my hair cut today. And there was a sign on the door that says um, masks are no longer mandatory if you are vaccinated. And I was like, all right. So I ripped that mask off and there was only a couple of us in there. Um, But it does occur to me that people could lie. Of course. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, I feel like the vaccinations are strong enough that either it will prevent you from getting COVID or if you get it, it the case will be extremely mild is what yes. my understanding is. Yes, correct. So, so yeah, I, I took the chance. I will continue taking chances. And then there are certain places, like I don't think I would go to Target without a mask. Yeah, like still, like I feel that same way. That when I go to like Target, the big places, grocery shopping, uh, yes, absolutely. I still wear the mask. And it just feels weird now to like go into a place without the mask on. Right. Like I want to wear a sign that's like, hi, hi no, hi. It's a, I'm, va- I'm vax. I got the. <laughs> yeah. I am vaccinated. I'm just not a jerk. <laughs> right. I, I uh, have been poked, everybody. It's good. It's good. Yes. And I, I have a child. So, you know, I've been poked. <laughs> Did you get new glasses? They're just blue blockers. They're just little blue blockers. But yeah, I done. I you got done. some beta blockers. Oh, I, I love them. Beta blockers. Um, yeah, feeling myself. Feeling myself. Yeah, I love them. What else? Anything else exciting happening? 
Uh, well, we're headed into a, a long holiday weekend. <gasps> That's right. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. It's weird when you work from home because, you know, when you work there, you sure as fuck know when you don't have to go. Right. That's so true. I mean, I always knew when I didn't have to work, but <laughs> for <laughs> right. sure, it does definitely feel differently. Like, I'll still be at home on Monday, but it's going right. to be nice not to, like, feel tied to the computer. Exactly. You know what I'm saying about that? I do know what you're saying. Uh, I got it. But I think I'm going to head into the office a couple of days a week starting next week. Really? Yeah. At our town hall thingamajiggy, they basically said that starting next week, you can come into the office on a voluntary basis due to the uh, survey results that they got. And they showed all the, <laughs> the little pie charts with all the answers. Uh, no one wants to go back. Uh, Everyone wants to stay surprise. Right. So um, I think uh, because they said you could come in voluntarily and they would not be, they said the office will be as is. Because I think originally for my company, they were going to social distance things, desks and such. Uh, But based on the survey results and who they think is going to come in, they're like, yeah, we're not going to remodel because you fuckers don't want to come here. Yeah. They're like, um, we're just not going to put any effort into this. You know, if you guys don't want to do it, neither do we. So fuck it. We know when we're not wanted. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you just stay home. You just stay so home. Okay. I guess we'll just go fuck ourselves then <laughs> and you can do what you want to do. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I like where this is going. So yeah, knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but I think uh, it may be a permanent situation. That's lovely. Yeah, because I think a lot of people's answer, you know, you don't realize the things that you are capable of adapting to. Yes, absolutely. It's funny because I was just telling Joe, I just maybe I got an inquiry about traveling with a show this summer that I directed last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And who knows if it's going to happen. But I've gotten these offers before and they have always fallen through. Mm hmm. But when I've gotten them before, it's always been like, oh, God, I don't know if I can get that time off of work and stuff. But now it's like, I'll just work on the road. Right. Super simple. Or like for me, I have a lot of time off left because, you know. Yeah. um, Yep. If I just want to do something quick and I only need to leave at four, that means I can clock out at four as opposed to, okay, well. You know, I got to take in consideration the bus and the drive time. Well, now I'm taking a whole day off work for something that's not until four o'clock. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And I think people are working better. And like I said, you don't realize what you adapt to. And then when you don't have to adapt to it anymore and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, this is so much better. Yeah. This is just okay. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so so accurate. Um, are you doing anything else for the holiday weekend besides going to the film? Um, I don't think so. No, I've got rehearsals and shit. So yeah, getting getting right back into the swing of things. Getting into it. I think we might also see something else this weekend at the movies. See, here's the thing about that. So, uh, we used to in the. Before times. In the before times. We were part of the AMC Stubbs premiere club or whatever. Right. Okay. So I have a free popcorn and soda for my birthday, which was five months ago. That expires (laughs) on Monday. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to let free popcorn and soda go to waste. That's foolish. Right. Because what kind of asshole would I be? I'm sorry. What kind of what kind of fat asshole would I be <laughs> to turn away free food? I mean that there are people that can't get enough popcorn. Exactly, and I'm one of them. <laughs> so you got you got to get it. And I yeah. really just I want to see the Dream Horse movie. It looks so sweet. I'm sorry. The the what? Dream Horse with Tony Collette. The Dream Horse. I don't know what you're talking about. That's also I I've been looking at the theater like webs not websites apps lately just looking at AMC and stuff and I'm like I yeah. have no idea what nine tenths of these movies are right 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 well I've also noticed when I went to buy tickets there's movies also in there that like were released months and months and months ago yeah that I'm like oh they really they're still trying to push that are they they're still still trying to push Scoob right yes <laughs> okay um, cool although I enjoyed Scoob I thought it was fun yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not going to see that. But Dream Horse uh, stars our gal Tony Collette. Okay, uh, and it's <gasps> set. You know it. Small yep. Irish town. Yeah, yep, 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 by yep. the racehorse. Looks yep. so darling. Got it. I understand. And I'm hoping, like I okay. So last Friday, uh, Joe was going to be out of town. No, that was Saturday. Last Saturday. So on Friday, though, I was looking at the theater apps, and the AMC by Oakland Mall was showing Back to the Future. And so I was like, oh, I was. I thought maybe I'll see if they're showing on Saturday too, because I was going to be home alone, and I was going to see maybe like we could go, you and I. And, yes. But it was only there on Friday, and well, so I just went well, into fun. like I was like I was going to buy a ticket, and it said it was two hundred and forty nine dollars. Now I don't what? know if that was a typo but i double checked and it was 249 dollars so so it had to have been a rental like a theater rental that's what i would think that's what i was thinking too but then they had the they still had the option to like buy multiple tickets for it so uh who knows but (laughs) we'll see how much you fuckers want to come to a movie are you gonna pay yeah. two hundred and forty nine dollars for Back to the Future that you could run on VHS? <laughs> right, that they play on AMC every other day. <laughs> Ad nauseum. <laughs> uh, but they've been showing Jurassic World is there now, oh, and I want okay. them to show the one after that because I haven't seen it yet. And if I could see it on the big screen, why not? You know, you haven't seen that one yet. I remember, <laughs> and Pete still gets angry because I love Jurassic Park. It's one of my top movies. And that second one, what was it? It's Jurassic. Fallen um, Kingdom. Sure. Jurassic Party. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, when we saw it in the theater, I hated it. I heard it's not very good, but I do want to see the new one that's going to be coming out whenever that's going to be. Right, 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 right. So like I'm going to need to see Subsequent viewings it? I liked better. Okay. But when I first saw it, I was like, oh, come on. Listen, I'll believe dinosaurs, okay? I'll believe someone can remake a dinosaur, but this other thing you're trying to cram down my throat? Forget it! It's not Um, happening. Speaking of reanimated performances, uh, (laughs) I'm not a fan of Bryce Dallas Howard. I just got to put it out there. She's just one of those people. No reason. It's she's no, one of those okay. people, but you know who I do love? Jeannie Francis of TV's General Hospital. Love her. I don't know how those two people correlate. It's my <laughs> new my new philosophy of when oh, I say I something that I don't like, I have to say got someone it. that I like. Got it. 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 Just yes. to balance okay. out my karma. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I like I like Bryce. I like her. I I don't. I, yeah. I could take her or leave her. I don't think she's worthy of starring in a franchise. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's my problem. Okay. Okay. Like, give it to someone who's a little more relevant. You know, like um, give it, give it to Sharon Stone. <laughs> Sharon Stone in Jurassic Park movies. That's that's she, a whole other ball of wax. There. She could be the T Rex. Oh, now come on. I'm kidding. I love Sharon Stone. Her arms are too long. I thought you were going to say saggy. Um, <laughs> yep, her arms are too saggy to play her arms a dinosaur. Are- her arms are too saggy to box with God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Have I you, learned something yeah. interesting. Oh, oh what? No. What were you going to say? Because no, I'll remember. I was, I'll, no, oh, God. No, I will. So you you, you were okay. further into your you statement devil. than I was. Okay. So you take it. Okay. I, I learned something interesting. So uh, we were doing Head Over Heels at my alma mater. And um, there is an apron extension for the stage. And my brother happened to build that apron to the stage. And there is an entrance with that apron. And I was told to the other day at a rehearsal, I wasn't at this rehearsal. And for some reason, they were talking about something coming in that entrance or whatever. And the students were like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't use that entrance. <laughs> and Kelly was like, what, why, why, why don't you use that entrance? It's cursed. It's haunted. <laughs> Kelly was like, what? Oh yeah, no, you can feel something back there. That's and if you go amazing. through that entrance, you have a bad show. Oh my <laughs> God, like, that's amazing. So that's how my sibling spends his time, apparently, is haunting <laughs> our old high school theater and, and fucking with people. So that was not a thing when you were there? It was not a thing when I was I wonder how that started. That's so interesting. Well, have I told you, 
I know that I've told you, I don't know that I've talked about it here. Please stop me. If I have, you know, my memory is terrible. My sophomore or junior year, I was in the fall play because we just did the fall play and then the spring musicale. That's how it was set up. And we were doing the fall play and I was the bad guy. <laughs> I was the villain. And um, at one point I was supposed to get in a fight with a hero and he was supposed to jab me with his cane. And um, one night he uh, slipped and sort of lost control of the cane and he ended up hitting me in the lip and my tooth went through my lip and split it all the way open. Oh God. And it was so bad that I probably should have gotten stitches quite frankly, but it was so bad that years and years afterwards, every winter, whenever my lips would get dry, that specific spot would come open and it would be a big, just right across my lip. And so I, we did the show. I'm gushing blood, you know, really hurt, whatever. And my mother happened to be really, really sick. And my mother never got sick. So when she was sick, it freaked me out. So she had the, like the flu or something and she was bedridden. And um, the way our house was, when you went up the steps, uh, you could see the door to their bedroom was right at the top of the steps and the way their bed was, their bed was right there. And so I'm walking up the steps and my mother starts uh, like she was really sick. And I was like, hi, mom, I'm home. She's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. Michael came to me and told me that you were hurt. Are you okay? Wow. And I said, "Um, yes, you crazy old bat. I'm okay. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? She's like, your lip, your lip. He hit you. Somebody hit you. And I was like, yeah. And I told her the story and she's like, okay, well, don't you worry about it. Cause Michael said, he's going to take care of it. Wow. And I was like, okay, well you get some sleep because you've lost your mind. You're in a fever dream now. And the very next day we go to do the show and we get to that scene. And now I'm kind of like uh, hesitant because he's going to crack me in the face, face again, you know, and he goes to do what he's supposed to do. And out of nowhere, he falls on his ass. Oh my God. Just laid out on his ass. And we get off stage and I'm like, what? He goes, I don't know, man. All of a sudden I was on, it was knocked me over out of nowhere. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool beans. And so I came home that night and my mom was a little better. So now she's sitting up in bed and I start walking up the steps and she is just giddy. She's like, he did it. He told me he did it. He pushed him. He pushed him. Did he fall? He did he fall. He and I did not tell my mother. And this is cell phones were not a thing. Like you couldn't communicate with people you were not around. There was no way for her to know. Did, Michael Michael said that he took care of him for you. And I was like, wow. yeah. I mean, he he fell on his butt. She's like, that was him. That was Michael. So he's not going to hurt you again. I was like, mom, it was an accident. To begin with. <laughs> and then but he my died. mother and my dead brother were held. And, then he died. and that night he died. And then he was um, mysteriously <laughs> killed. <laughs> when I came That's to the crazy. Theater, the next day, he was tied to the, I don't know. Uh, right? I have never heard that so, story before. Yeah. That's yeah. Interesting. So uh, do you believe in ghosts? There you have it. You know, it's so funny because I do, I really do. But whenever I tell stories like that, for some reason, I temper them with a cynicism. And I don't know why, because I do believe in that stuff. But when I talk about it, I don't want other people to think I'm crazy. Who cares? Who cares? But I do. I really do. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I do too. For sure. 100%. So that's like the only kind of horror movie that scares me is like ghost stories. Like the slasher stuff doesn't scare really? me, but ghost. Oh stories yeah, no, those. Yeah, no, yeah, scare the, the yeah. shit out of me. I, I don't believe in demons. No, like demons uh, like the exorcist and stuff like that, like demonic possession. Yeah, those that. aren't a thing to me. Like you know, demonic possession. I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah. All right. And I don't believe in those, but I do believe in ghosts. And I also believe that a lot of times things that we think are ghosts are actually just energies. Like energies of like the people are still living, but depending on what thing may have taken place or how big their personality is, their past energy is still there. Mm, I believe in that as well. Interesting. Yeah. Now, listen, I have no scientific uh, facts or right. uh, research to back this up. And clearly you're crazy. So I am batshit bonkers. <laughs> 
So don't uh, don't take anything I say at any sort of face value. Um, but no, I thought that was interesting. No, that's yeah, that's a really cool story. I like that story. And I just I choose to believe in that stuff too because you know it just makes me feel better. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting though about the school. Like, I wonder if. Like, I just wonder how that started and when that started. It's right. also interesting, like, just the whole theater lore and, you know, traditions and mm-hmm. um, all of those other things, like not whistling backstage and all that stuff. It's just, it's just not interesting. Not saying the M word. Right, right. Except I thought you said the N word and I'm like, we, well, we should never <laughs> say that word no matter where we are. Oh, no, I thought it was just an <laughs> It's really superstitious. You shouldn't say that right before a show. Things are going to go wrong. They're just going to go wrong. Jesse Bonstell, uh, because I went to Wayne State. Hey, Joel, hey. I went to Wayne State and uh, the theater, the undergrad theater was the Bonstell. And Jesse Bonstell resided there in her ghostly form. And she hated Romeo. I did. Really? I did. Yes. Oh, wow. Tell, tell. So when you stand on stage at the Bonstel, well, not anymore because they're going to fucking tear it down. But anyway, when you stand on stage at the Bonstel, when you look up into the mezzanine, there's a window and that was Jesse's apartment. And I have seen Jesse standing there before. Oh, wow. She will stand there and watch tech rehearsals. Oh, my God. Oh, I've also seen her go through the balcony doors. Wow. During rehearsals, all of a sudden, yeah, the balcony (laughs) doors will close. And uh, she didn't like Romeo and Juliet. And so she would bang on the pipes. Oh, wow. And we didn't have a plumbing plumbing problem. This wasn't something that happened all the time. That's just during Romeo and Juliet. Wow. I saw a ghost at the Ringwald. No one believes me. I named him Gary, but I've seen him. Wow. When was this? I told you that, didn't I? I does not ring a bell. Oh, gosh. Right. I think we were rehearsing for Of Mice and Men. And I walked in the theater. I was the first one there. All the lights were off and everything. And I opened the door and I saw a pair of legs in those like white painter's pants. They went, they were, it was like, I caught the last bit of leg as someone was walking onto the stage from the hallway from that curtain. And to the point where I was frozen in fear because I'm like, oh my God, someone's here. And I went, hello? And no one answered. So I ran to the stage because I wanted to see if it was somebody like who is here. Like, is it the land? Like, why is someone in the space? And there was no one there. Wow. I didn't, you've never told me that story. Oh, I thought I told everyone that. Yeah. Brandy, Joe, you don't have to believe me. It happened. Don't shake your head at me like that. Don't you shake it. (laughs) You're calling me crazy right now. No, I, you just, you never never told told me that that either. Yes, I have. No. And I love those stories. Yeah. Because I remember I called him, I named him Gary. Nope. I would remember that. And that was not that That's long ago. So, so it was just a year it ago. It was not that long ago. Yeah. It was right before everything shut down. I, one time when we were doing Debbie Does House the first time around, mm-hmm. I had a break and Melissa Beckwith was also in the show and it was when I was still smoking. And so we had a break together. Oh, wow. So we run out back in the alley to smoke. So it was during uh-huh. a matinee and uh, we both were running out to the back and we got to the back back door and she was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I don't have a lighter. So I'm like, okay. So she ran back to the green room to get a lighter. So I was just standing by the back door and that door to the storage yeah, 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 yeah. by the back door, that door popped open and I stood there like just staring at it and like, Oh my God. And then, it shut. And then a couple minutes, not middle, but like, you know, then Missy came back out with a lighter. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And we went outside and like that door just opened and shut. <laughs> so Gary, that, I'm telling you. Yeah. There's something about theaters that just maybe it's just all the life that lives in them. I think so. Yeah, like that the like the energy. But yeah, even yeah, when yeah. Like not you were saying. It, I still think there's energy that it's yeah. just like like when you're in a theater alone, especially if you've done, you can just feel like, like there's still performances sort of happening around you yeah. or swirling around you. And I think maybe ghosts like that. It's, it's life, it's lights, it's sound. Yeah. Yeah. 
There was a, when I was on the road, there was a theater in Philadelphia that we were performing in and the, the, um, dressing rooms were all in the basement and it was just like the, like you could just like, when I was down there by myself, I was always like, like you could just feel something. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. When stuff would happen in this house. Somebody, Peter Lily would joke that it was haunted, and inside I'm like, ooh. And they're both like, I hope it's not haunted, and I'm like, ooh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> See, I was thinking like The Conjuring, like when oh, the, girl, no. the girls are sleeping and like, they're someone just pulls their leg, like pulls them down the oh, bed. No, 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 no. Like no, no, I don't no, 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 no. That. I do. The very first time I ever had a ghostly encounter was. Um, we were still in my first house. My brother was still alive. I probably was like, I don't know, five, six, seven in that area. And all my family was downstairs and, um, I was put to bed and my aunt, uncle and cousins were over and stuff. And I was laying there trying to go to sleep and I felt someone sit on the end of my bed and they kind of sat on my foot. Oh no, 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 no. And my cousin liked to hide in my closet and then jump out when I would go to bed. So I opened my eyes, getting ready to scream at him and there's no one there, but I can see how the bed is going down. And I just laid there and I went, Oh, Oh no. Thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) And uh-huh. The bed went up and the pressure came off the bed and off my foot. And that was oh, it. Oh, wow. I just went, oh, no, because my mom always said, if you think, because my mom was really big into this stuff. If you think you just tell them, no, thank you. And they'll go away. Wow. Wow. Oh, one more story. One more. Just one more. Okay. <laughs> so then when my brother passed, we moved. My mom didn't want to live in that house anymore. So we moved. And my last birthday present from him was a puppy. And my little dog, Sam, my sister, Sam, and which is what my mom called her. And so she knew Michael. Well, after he passed, we got another dog because my mother always believed that you have to have two dogs. They always have to have a friend of their own species. She had a lot of beliefs. Um, (laughs) So we always had two dogs. And so we were in the basement once because my mother was quote unquote doing laundry. That's what she called smoking her cigarettes because my grandmother lived with us and my mother in her fifties hid it from my grandmother. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So she would go to the basement to smoke and I was down there talking to her and all of a sudden my mother does that thing, you know, when you smell something and you just stop and you smell. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? She's like, Michael's here. I smell his aftershave. And I said, okay. And right then both dogs come down the stairs and Sam runs to the corner of the basement and starts wagging her tail, shaking her butt and doing that thing. You know, that dogs like they get on their two front legs like because they want to play yeah yeah she kept doing that and pepper who had never met michael is growling and like to the same spot in the basement and my mom goes there he is he's right there i see him oh my god i was like like, okay i was like mom i don't I don't see him. She goes, he's there, but he doesn't want to scare you. And ghosts won't do something that you're uncomfortable with, but he's right. I see him. He's right there. Sam sees him. See? So my dog, Sam was like, all like ready to play. And my dog pepper who had never met him was freaked the fuck out. Like hair standing up. Yeah. It was really weird. Wow. That's you got some good ones. I have really, yeah, I have really good ones. I could go (laughs) for days. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I have, I have good really ones. good ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we tell some stories about some living folk? Well, sure, I guess. Let's do that. <laughs> We're going to talk about our lady of the week, Vera Chokalingham. I saw her name and I was like, oh my goodness. Love Better that. known as Mindy Kaling. Yeah. What is your first memory of Mindy Kaling? Well, the office, of course. I think probably Obviously. everybody's, most Obviously. everybody's. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, duh. Uh, <laughs> duh. Who doesn't know her from that? So Vera Mindy Chokalingham 
was born in Cambridge, Massachusetts, on June 24th, 1979, making her 41 years old. Her father, Avu, was an architect, or is an architect. Uh, her mother, Swati, uh, was an OBGYN. Her parents are from India. Did you know oh, that? Okay. <laughs> That's surprising. That is surprising. <laughs> but they met while working at the same hospital in Nigeria. Her father was overseeing okay. the building of a wing at the hospital, and her mother was working as an OBGYN. The okay. family immigrated to the United States in 1979, the same year that Mindy was born. Uh, and then her mother died of pancreatic cancer in 2012. Mm. I know it's sad. Uh, Mindy has said that she has never been called Vera, but has been referred to as Mindy since her mother was pregnant with her while her parents were living in Nigeria. They were already planning to move to the United States and wanted, uh, Mindy said, a, quote, cute American name for their daughter. And they liked the name Mindy from the TV show Mork and Mindy. Aww. Isn't that adorable? That's very cute. It is. The name Vera is, according to Mindy, the name of the incarnation of a Hindu goddess. Mindy Kaling graduated from Buckingham Brown and Nichols, a private school in Cambridge, in 1997. She says that I was never the lead in the play. I don't think I went to a single party with alcohol at it. No one offered me pot. I always felt I was missing out because of the way high school, the high school experience was dramatized in television and song. The following year, she entered Dartmouth College, and the, her collegiate experience was a vast improvement over her high school years. She says, quote, I was freaking Jaws in a community swimming pool. I wrote plays, <laughs> I acted, I sang, I was the student newspaper cartoonist. I got all the attention <laughs> I could ever have wanted. She was a member of the improvisational comedy troupe, the Dog Day Players, and the acapella group, the Rockapellas. Oh, uh, boy. I know. She was the creator of the comic strip Badly Drawn Girl in the Dartmouth, which was the college's daily newspaper. And she was a writer for the Dartmouth Jack-O-Lantern, which was the college's humor magazine. Mm. She graduated from Dartmouth in 2001, which is so crazy because it doesn't sound like it's that long ago to me, even though it's 20 years Correct. ago. But just the fact Correct. that she graduated from college in the 2000s. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a bachelor's degree in playwriting. She was a classics major for much of her college years and studied Latin, which was a subject okay. she had been learning since the seventh grade. She lists oh, the well, comedy. Okay. I know. Well, that's the private <laughs> school for you. She lists the comedy series Dr. Katz, Saturday Night Live, Frasier, and Cheers as early influences on her comedy. While a sophomore at Dartmouth, uh, she was an intern on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And she said that she never saw a family like hers on television, which gave her a dual perspective that she uses in her writing. She thinks that the everyone against me mentality is what she learned as a child of immigrants. Uh, after college, uh, she moved to Brooklyn. Kaling said that one of her worst job experiences was as a production assistant for three months on This Is Appropriate for Our Conversation, crossing over with John Edward, uh, <laughs> who was the psychic guy that my mom <laughs> loved, P.S. Uh, Is same he problematic? No. I don't know. He just really disappeared. Also, would always get confused with John Edwards, the politician who was problematic. <laughs> so. Yes, uh, during the same time she started performing stand-up comedy around, uh, she devised her stage name after discovering while doing stand-up that MCs would have trouble pronouncing her real last name, Chokalingham, and they would sometimes, of course, make jokes about it. Right. So she shortened it to Kaling. Uh, and then she toured solo as well with Craig Robinson uh, before they were on The Office together. All right. Uh, she has a close friendship with B.J. Novak, whom she mm. met through writing for The Office. The mm -hmm. two dated on and off while writing and acting on the show and sometimes mirroring their on-screen relationship. Uh, her, when her mother died in January of 2012, it was the same day that the mini project was picked up by Fox. Mm. So I know. Talk about a dual feeling of experience that day. 
2012, she was included in Time's 100 list of influential people. And uh, this is interesting. She is a 1% owner of the Welsh football team Swansea City AFC, based in Wales. Okay. I know. In December of 2017, she gave birth to a daughter whom she has named Catherine Swati, middle name after her mother. Kayleen has chosen not to reveal the identity of the baby's father, even to close Mm -hmm. friends. On October 8th, isn't it interesting? On October 8th, 2020, she revealed that she gave birth to her second child, a son named Spencer. Mm. And uh, BJ Novak is the godfather to both of her children. Mm -hmm. Father indeed. I wonder. I have not seen any pictures of her with her children. So, yeah, no, she's uh, she does not let her children's faces be shown. Interesting. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I people want those kids to be his. <laughs> uh, as do I. As do I. I don't know. It irritates. I, like I want to know. Like, hey, Mindy Kane, like my your life is my business. Tell us who the daddy is. <laughs> Who's your baby daddy? Who is your baby daddy? I want to know. (laughs) I mean, all right. While a 19-year-old sophomore at Dartmouth, uh, Kaling was an intern on Late Show with uh, Conan O'Brien, as you said. She has said she never, yep, okay, we already did that. (laughs) (laughs) Did that, yep, okay. Did that, okay. (laughs) Ha, ha. In August 2002, Kayling portrayed Ben Affleck in an off-Broadway play called Matt and Ben, which she co-wrote with her best friend from college, Brenda Withers, who played Matt Damon. (laughs) The play uh, was named one of Time Magazine's top 10 theatrical events of the year. Can you imagine? Um, That's crazy. Initially, right. And oh, top ten and was a surprise hit at the 2002 New York International Fringe Festival. Initially, Withers and K-League had, for their own entertainment, mockingly pretended to be the best friends Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That pretended what? That pretending spawned Matt and Ben, the goofy play that reimagined how Damon and Affleck came to write the movie Goodwill Hunting. K-League wrote a blog thing. The things I've bought that I love, which uh, reemerged on her website on September 29, 2011. The blog was written under the name Mindy Efron, a name Kayling chose because she was amused by the idea of her 20-something Indian American self as a long-lost Efron sister. <laughs> Uh, in 2004, when The Office producer Greg Daniels was working to adapt The Office from the BBC TV series of the same name, he hired Kayling as a writer-performer after reading a spec script she wrote. She said she's very original. If anything feels phony or lazy or passe, she'll pounce on it. Uh, when Kayling joined The Office, she was 24 years old and the only wow. woman on a staff of eight. Wow. She took on the role, I know, right? She took on the role of character Kelly Kapoor, debuting in the series' second episode, Diversity Day. <laughs> Kayling's, uh, Kayling's TV experience appearances included a 2005 episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, playing Richard Lewis's assistant. She is featured on the CD comedy Death Ray and guest wrote parts of an episode of Saturday Night Live in April 2006. After her film debut in the 40-year-old version with Steve Carell, Kayling appeared in the film Unaccompanied Minors as a waitress. In an interview with the AV Club, she stated that Kelly is an exaggerated version of what I think the upper-level writers believe my personality is. Directed the Office webisode, The Third Floor. She directed the season six episode titled Body Language, which marked her television directorial debut. Nice. In 2007, she had a small part in Licensed Wed alongside fellow The Office Office actors uh, John Krasinski, Angela Kinsey, and Brian Baumgartner. She also starred in the 2009, 2009, 2009 film Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, as a Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum tour guide. Um, her contract for the office was set to expire at the end of season seven. On September 5th, 2011, she signed a new contract to stay with the show for season eight and was promoted to full executive producer. Wow. 
Yeah, her Universal Television contract included a development deal for a new show, eventually titled The uh, Mindy Project, in which she appeared as an actress and contributed as a writer. Kaylee left the office after season nine episode, The New Guys. However, she returned to guest star in the final episode of the series. In 2011, Kaylee published a memoir, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me and Other Concerns, which appeared on the New York Times bestseller list and made me hate her, but we'll get to that. Uh, Her second book, Why Not Me, Me, covers the many events that have happened in her life since 2011 and was published on September 15th, 2015. Why Not Me launched at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, and she has also published a third memoir, Nothing Like I Imagined, Except for Sometimes, uh, with Amazon Original Stories, oh, in 2020. Kayling and her fellow writers and producers of The Office were nominated five consecutive times for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Comedy Series. In 2010, she received a nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series with Daniels for the episode uh, Nigeria. Yeah, sure. In 2011, she played the role of Shira, a doctor who is a roommate and colleague of the main character, Emma, played by Natalie Portman, and no strings attached. Kaylee also made an appearance as Vanitha in the five-year engagement in 2012. In 2013, Time Magazine named her uh, on their list of 100 most influential people in the world. That's crazy. Fox canceled uh, the Mindy Project in 2015, but was later picked up by Hulu for a 26-episode fourth season and 16-episode fifth season. In March 2017, Kaylee announced that the show's sixth season, which would air starting September 2017, would be its last. The series concluded November 14, 2017. Um, she has uh, voiced a character in Wreck-It Ralph and discussed in Pixar's 2015 film uh, Inside Out, which I hate, um, and my kid loves it. Uh, in 2018, she played Mrs. Hugh in A Wrinkle in Time. Um, and let's see, in 2020, Kaylee created the Netflix series Never Have I Ever with Lang Fisher, a comedy partially based on Kaylee's real childhood story growing up in the Boston area. It premiered on Netflix uh, on uh, April 27th, 2020. Upcoming projects, she is set to co-write the third installment of Legally Blonde. Fun. That's crazy. Uh, yeah that's it but that's a lot did you watch the mini project you did not because you didn't like her i no, i did because that's when i still liked her um so yes i did i didn't finish it out i because i really wanted her to get with the dude right did you watch it we watched the first four seasons but then we gave up on it because I wanted her to get with that dude, but then they did. But then he was kind of like their relationship was shitty. And then it was just kind of like, um, I want escapism. I don't want to feel bad. I just so hated I that she like watching it. got with every single male doctor that worked in that practice. Yeah. That's and when we gave just, Yeah. It's like, just stop. Yeah. So you had a stop. You had a revelation because when I, I presented Mindy Kaling, it was under the assumption and correct at the time that you did not like her. You did not care for her. But I then did you not care for her. And I had knew, a breakthrough. Yeah, I knew it was because, I mean, I liked her enough at one time to buy and read her fucking autobiography. So obviously I liked her. But I just remember reading her argue, uh, uh, autobiography and then all of a sudden disliking her very greatly. And I thought that was, I don't remember anything in her book that would have made me not like her. And uh, so I was really thinking, because it was bothering me. And so I was really thinking about it. I was like, okay. So I read her book. I remember that I read it on a plane. And I remember I carried it around in my bag. Why did I have a big bag that I was just using as a purse? Where was I going? Oh, my God. And then I put all the pieces together. The reason I hate Mindy Kalig is because she killed my mother. Uh <laughs> 
because I read her book on the flight to Arizona when my mother got sick and subsequently passed while I was visiting. And my carry-on was just this big Vera Bradley bag. And I just carried it. it. It was just easier just to not unpack it. And I just carried it everywhere with me. So I had it with me. So when I would go to the hospice, I would read it. And that, and so I associate her with that time. And once I realized that I could enjoy the movies that I watched again, she's still, I'm still not over it completely. We have a lot of ground to cover her and I, but at least I know now why I mysteriously hate her. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I mean, she murdered, she murdered my mother. So, you know, I think (laughs) that's a good, I think that's a good reason. That's quite a breakthrough that you had. Yeah. So good. Congratulations on doing the work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll probably reach out an olive branch to her. Like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, it's also most important for the movie that you watched, which we're going to get to in a second. And really the reason why I chose Mindy Kaling at this time. But the movie that I chose was A Wrinkle in Time. A Wrinkle in Time. Directed by Ava DuVernay. She opened on March 9th, 2018. For those of you who may not know what it is, uh, after the disappearance of her scientist father, three peculiar beings send Meg, her brother, and her friend in space to find him, based on the classic young adult novel by Madeline Lengel. Uh, did you ever read the book? Don't think I did. I'm, I'm pretty sure I probably was supposed to at one point. And then didn't do it. I had a real problem. I loved, loved, loved reading. And I would read anything you handed to me, except if you were an English teacher in high school. And then it was basically like, you can go fuck yourself. Um, so yeah, I'm, I probably should have. And I don't remember. Doing I was it. the same way I read all the time, but there are so many of these types of books that I didn't read. I'd never read this. Yeah. Like from the mix-up yeah, files of Mrs. Basily Frank Ryler or whatever. I never read that. I never read the Westing game. Like all of those famous ones. I think I was spending my time reading novelizations of like fucking, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like if there was a novelization of a film, I would read it. Like the Fun with Dick and Jane novelization you know, that I got in trouble for reading in the library in fourth grade. Yes, right. Now I would read classics on my own. Uh, because, I, I did you know, too. I'm very well read, but yeah. But if you like, I um, because I read of mice and men on my own. I read flowers for Algernon on my own. I read To Kill a Mockingbird on my own. I read Flowers in the Attic on my own. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. English departments are really big on, <laughs> <laughs> on that book. Um, <laughs> I didn't like The Hobbit because I was made to read it, which is you know, I was I was pissy. I just didn't. I didn't That's want right. anything to do with that. You're just so. full of piss and vinegar. Oh, and also, you know what? I was made to read, I think maybe because the first book I was made to read that I hadn't already read was Catcher in the Rye. And uh, that yes. book made me want to spit nails. I hate that book. I hate Colden. Colden. Uh, you know what his Colden name Hawfield. is. Whatever. Yeah, whatever that fucking asshole's <laughs> name is. And come at me if you want to. I'm not changing my stance. I hate him. Um, and so I think maybe that sent me, I, I felt betrayed by not liking that book, but it being a classic, I was like, this is a, cl- okay, all right. We're into whiny babies. Okay, great. <laughs> I just didn't like it. What did you think of A Wrinkle in Time? I, I liked it, but there was something missing and I don't know what. Reese Witherspoon was my favorite. Her character to me was hilarious. Yeah. And I, I mean, Oprah, come on, you got to love Oprah. You have to. I, I feel like it's in the Declaration of Independence or something. <laughs> Whatever Nicolas Cage stole. I, no, I did. I liked it in Chris Pine. Oh, I think, you know, Chris Evans is the, is the obvious best Chris, but Chris Pine, you know, no one talks about him enough. He's really, he gives the other Chris's a really good run for their money. Yeah, Those eyes, a, let me tell you. Yeah, secret weapon. He really is. So he was fun. <clears throat> I liked everyone in it. I just felt, I don't know what was missing. I liked it. It's okay. How did you feel? Um, well, I'm apparently in the very, very small minority. Uh, I really liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, this film... Uh, 
it, what has gotten terrible reviews. People hate this movie. Oh, um, really? Yes. They're just like the the regular people reviews, like on IMDb, and like press reviews uh-huh. are just terrible. I really liked it. I liked the. Um, I mean, this is of course not knowing the book. Apparently, right. uh, the book is written from a very Christian sort of point of view. You know, I think, yeah, I think maybe that was my problem. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, but I mean, I think a lot of that has been excised for the film. Um, but I'd like, I, know, I don't but know. I feel like I kind of still felt it. Maybe. <laughs> I just, I thought it was shot really nice. I thought like once they got to that for first sure. planet, I thought it was gorgeous. The colors and everything were so nice. I was so surprised because Reese Witherspoon's character has a crush on, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? They're going to see this all knowing being, and it's very obvious that Reese Witherspoon has a crush. And then it was when it was Zach Galifianakis, I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> the happy medium. He was the happy yeah, medium. Yeah, the happy medium. That's what it was. But I thought, and I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I did too. Oh, when she, I will say, at the very beginning where she's getting bullied on the playground by that Rowan girl, I don't like her either. She's someone I don't like. All right, who's someone I love? Oh, God, Carol <laughs> King. Okay, there we go. Um, but that's for many reasons. I, I don't do this well. Um, when she got hit in the face with a basketball, that, because this girl's going, and I was like, do something, do something, do something to where I can't stand her. And then she <laughs> whipped that basketball at her face. <laughs> I thought it was amazing because <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> but I did like how you saw when they closed their eye. I think they were still with the happy medium and they saw people's like secrets, basically like yes, stuff that goes yeah. on in their home yeah. that you don't see. Yeah. yeah. And I loved how hard she was on, how hard Reese Witherspoon was on she just thought she was useless. And <laughs> yeah, it's if you don't, if you haven't seen this movie, it's on available on Disney Plus. But or yeah, Disney Plus. Uh, so the this young girl's father disappears. He's a, a astro scientist or whatever they are who studies space physicist physicist yeah. astro something. So he disappears. He's gone for four years, and these three beings show up at the house mrs witch uh played by oprah mrs what's it played by reese witherspoon and mrs who played by mindy kaling now i chose this movie really because mindy kaling does not have a very large film resume um but i also was curious about it i've always been curious about it since it came out um because i too love oprah because i have to Um, oh you have to and Mindy Kaling's character has uh, evolved beyond language. Mm-hmm. And so she only speaks in quotes of other people uh, and gives them uh, props of who spoke the quote mm-hmm. that she has delivered until later in the film. Then she starts speaking in her own uh, words. But um, I thought the costumes were great. I loved her costumes. Oh, uh, my God. They're, they looked amazing. Yeah. I loved her wigs. Um, she was fun. I really liked her in this. I thought she was great. I, I liked all three of the all three of those ladies. I loved all three of them. I thought they were fun mm-hmm. together. But following mixed to negative critical reactions and a disappointing box office in the U.S., the theatrical release of this film was canceled in several overseas countries and just released wow. straight to video. Yes. Now, wow. here's, I know in the book, Meg and her family are Caucasian, and in the movie. Well- they are multiracial. So this became controversial, of course, because there was a bunch of racists right. in this country. Um, and that's what it is. So the racists yes. didn't like it. Okay. But mm-hmm. filmmakers believed a multiracial family would be more relevant and relatable for contemporary audiences. And Chris Pine has said that the multiracial family dynamic was actually one of the aspects of the script which attracted him to the project to See? begin with. See, he's that secret killer. That Chris Pine. No one yeah, talks about is. him enough, but I'm telling yep. you, he's the true heartthrob right there. Uh, Kamazots, which is the uh, evil planet that they land on, is named after a demonic god in the mythology of the Mayans. Ooh. Which is interesting. Uh, Mrs. Who, played by Minnie Kaling, is known for speaking in quotes and referencing by using the quoted's last name and country. Although she does sometimes use her own words, but the movie has added some pop culture references. And one of these is near the end when uh, mm-hmm. 
when they, the Mrs.'s say goodbye to the kids and Mrs. Who says, tomorrow there'll be more of us. Miranda, American. And this is indeed know, a reference I... to Lin-Manuel Miranda's Broadway hit Hamilton as lyrics from the song, The Story of Tonight. I, so that that got me. And I'm not a big Hamilton freak, but that got, I was like, oh, that's so nice. Uh, this is the first live-action movie with a nine-digit budget to be directed by a woman of color. Unfortunately, it also lost $130 million on a $200 million budget, making it a huge box office bomb. And it did win from the St. Louis Film Critics Award of 2018, the worst film of 2018. So, oh my good. Okay. Like I said. Now listen. That's okay. I, I didn't like I might watch to get there my problem is and I didn't read the book so it's not coming from that place. I just right. kind of felt like there was something missing and I I can't tell you what it was. And all and even though as you say they took all of the um I guess the religious aspects out of it, I sort of I could feel that they were meant to be there and so even though they weren't there i was like oh i can feel it oh my god i you know ew religion so yeah no i like i liked everybody and i thought and yeah they all look so stunning yeah yeah i liked it i would watch it again yeah i would too i i really like i mean obviously it sounds like i liked it more than you although you did not dislike it but yeah i would definitely yeah, I watch it dislike again. it um, but yeah, I think it's, I think if you go in with an open mind, if you love the book, maybe not, but I would definitely right. check it out. It's really pretty to look at and I think it moves quickly and, yes. uh, yeah, I really, I really liked it. And I think the, the girl, the lead girl is really, really good. Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. And then the three ladies, you just can't beat those three ladies. You really can't. Nope. And I think I will have to watch it again because um, Lily came in at one point, like halfway through and just like stood over my shoulder and was watching it. So I think she wants to watch it. So I'll have to watch it. Nice. Yeah. So I watched Late Night starring uh, Emma Thompson. Yes, yes, yes. And Mindy Kaling. <laughs> <laughs> and Emma Thompson is so good. Oh my God. I is so much. And she's so, everything about her is perfect. <laughs> I just watched the whole movie. Like she is just stunning in every physically emotional. She's just so fucking good. Oh God. It's good. She's uh, uh, amazing. Yes. Amazing. Now I know this episode is about Mindy Kaling, but we have to talk about how, amazing emma thompson is in that movie she really is she just is so it's basically it's it's about um katherine newberry played by emma thompson and she is a late night uh talk show host you know like seth myers or david letterman you know of that ilk and she's been on the air for almost 30 years and basically she's being threatened the show is going to be taken away from her and she is a workaholic. She has a bad reputation. The show is her life. She she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't know anyone outside of her show except her husband. And this cannot be taken away from her. And so Mindy Kaling uh, is a writer and, and sometimes stand-up comedian in this movie. And she on a whim goes to apply for a writing job for this show, but she happens to go at the perfect time because <laughs> Emma Thompson has told her head writer to just find a woman of color and just hire her. <laughs> and at one point she's like, have you found anyone? Well, there's somebody here now, but she doesn't have a lot of experience. Is she a woman of color? Yes. Just hire her. <laughs> like she doesn't even care because you go into the writer's room. And of course it's just a sea of white men. <laughs> yep. So really the movie is all about how um, Mindy is following her dreams and Catherine is changing and evolving and just Emma Thompson can just, there is nothing that she cannot do perfectly. She yep. plays this late night host perfectly. The, the bitterness and the, 
it's just it's just wonderful and at one point mindy's character has to uh go to this benefit that she has been obligated to do for a long time and uh, emma thompson tells her well if you leave you're fired she's like well i made a commitment so bye so she leaves and uh long story short emma thompson goes to this benefit and starts doing stand-up during the benefit and it's just this light bulb moment of things that aren't working and things that she's been complacent in and it's it's just it's it's good it's I'm so just glad. good. I'm so glad. I love yes. that movie so much. I mean, the biggest hurdle about this movie is that we have to believe that a network would actually give a late night talk show to a woman. Yes. But once you make that leap, then it's great. I think the performances are great. I think Mindy Kaling is really sweet in it. I think she's, mm-hmm. I love the relationships that she ends up building with her fellow writers. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, Emma Thompson, John Lithgow was so great in it. Oh my um, god, I know. The great Amy oh. Ryan who was in it too little as the head mm-hmm. of the network. So great, love mm-hmm. her. Oh, what a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I hated her. Yeah. Which is great. But it's so good. It's so funny and just so dear. Um I just mm-hmm. really love this movie. I was really I mean, I wasn't surprised because I love Emma Thompson so much like when I saw it the first time yes. but I just think it's such a great movie and Mindy Kaling wrote mm-hmm. the script mm-hmm. I think you know that girl can write she really can um it was released in 2019 and it was directed by Nisha Ganatra from Mindy Kaling's uh screenplay and obviously it stars Emma Thompson and Mac Max Casella, Hugh Dancy, John Lithgow, Dennis O'Hare, Reed Scott, and Amy Ryan. It was originally supposed to be directed by Paul uh, Feige. He signed on to direct, but in August 2017, uh, Ganatra replaced him Hmm. when it was picked up by Film Nation Entertainment. Interesting. So, and it doesn't, I couldn't find anywhere where it said why. Huh. Yeah. He was just set to direct and then he wasn't. It uh, made its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival on January 25th, 2019. It was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Emma Thompson at the Golden Globes. And the Teen Choice Awards, (laughs) Choice Summer Movie, and Choice Summer Movie Actress for Mindy Kaling. (laughs) Those were the nominations. (laughs) The People's Choice Award was Favorite Comedy Movie Star, Mindy Kaling. And the Detroit Film Critics Society Awards, Peter Walter Hauser uh, won Breakthrough Actor. Um, He was... He went on to play, oh crap, in the bomb movie, the guy with the bomb and the Olympics and the um Oh him, yeah, Richard Jewell. Yes, Richard Jewell. He went on to play Richard Jewell. And I believe he's, he's also from Detroit. And I um, Tanya plays the dumb guy who sets up the whole Yes, he plays the Yeah. Yep. Who actually looks like Richard Jewell, so it fits. Yeah. Um but both of our movies this week, the costumes, the way they dressed Emma Thompson. Oh my god, she was just stunning. Just I love her hair like that. Stunning. Yeah. Oh my God. Her hair. She, I mean, listen, she's perfection. And if you say otherwise, you're fucking wrong. (laughs) So get over yourself. So when I, when I told you that we were doing Mindy Kaling and I said that it was for your own good. Yes. Now you see why. Yes. And I am back on board. That's awesome. Because I knew when we did Emma Thompson and you skipped over this movie, I was like, oh, that that will not stand. <laughs> so I'm like, how <laughs> I can I get her to watch it. this movie? <laughs> so you I'm manipulated so me. glad that you no, liked I it. No, I loved I've it. Been on Tinter hooks waiting to hear what you thought about it. I loved it. That's you, awesome. Everyone should, I mean, yeah, no, it's great. And John Lithgow, everybody's great in it. And it, I feel like... Yeah, the biggest thing that is unbelievable is that they would give a woman that job. But they do make a good point in the movie of, you know, she's like when they showed that clip of her doing stand up in the 90s or whatever. Uh (laughs) So good. (laughs) They do make a point of, you know, she's earned it. She's been around forever. She's the like, you know, she's the one that everyone looks to for comedy. So it's very good. Give give it a watch. Yeah. A wrinkle in time. Give that a watch too. But yeah. it's it's yeah. 
there was something I mean, missing. I just don't know what it was. Definitely between the two, I I would recommend Late Night over Ringo in Time if I had to choose. Yes. But I give them both. Yes. Uh, Late Night is available on Amazon Prime and Ringo in Time is on Disney Plus. So a good week there all the way go. around. A good, good week. Two good weeks. weeks. Yeah. So next week, we're back with another, our third Wee Pod. We're going to be discussing the great lady, Elaine Stritch. Ooh, la la. And watching her documentary, Just Shoot Me. I'm very excited. I am too, because I've not seen it. So uh, Neither have I. I'm very excited. So it's going to be fun. Uh, and then we're back in with a full episode in two weeks. Do you want to give a sneak preview yep. or do you want to wait? Yeah, go for it. I'll give, I'll give a hint that okay. I think if you know will be very obvious. She is famous for saying fuck on SNL on oh. live on the air. All Do right. You know who I'm talking about. Well, there are a couple. I think she was the first. Okay. All right. She also has played an animated sheep okay. and a snail. All right. <laughs> Well, then tune in two weeks to find out who that is. Uh, and then we're, uh, we'll talk at you next week about Stritcher. About Lane, yes, we and, shall. Uh, oh, if you want to write us, which you won't, but that's okay. No, no, you know, no bad tidings. Uh, you can write to us electronically at three funny ladies at Gmail. You know, maybe all these people are really into just old fashioned. Maybe there's letters. Oh, you can send us a letter out at five, four, three, two, one blast off Avenue. What is that? That's my address. Maybe that's where it is. Maybe, maybe we should get a PO box. There's probably packages piling up somewhere. Somewhere. That just have our names and no yeah. addresses. On. It just says three funny ladies on the front. That's it. People assume that we're so famous that postmen should know where they go. They're at the dead letter office at the post office. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, send us an email or follow us on the Insta, Three Funny Ladies. And Uh, uh, we'll be back at you next week. And we'll both have seen movies in a movie theater. That's right. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Bye. Ta-ta.